Hey, welcome to Mariners. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here. It is so good that you joined us. I hope that you log into our website and order one of these. This is our Christmas Eve in a package. Um, we would like to send it to everybody as we're going to be having on December 24th at 5 and 7.30 in the evening, a great Christmas broadcast, and we would love to have you join. Inside this is everything you will need to have a terrific Christmas Eve service. So log on and order one, and we'll mail it to you if you're in California. If you're anywhere else around the world, we'll get it to you. So, uh, but, but, but do that soon so we'll be able to get that to you. So uh, that'll be a fun thing for us to do. So I was in the grocery store the other day, and uh, being in the grocery store, I was not happy. I wasn't happy about going there. I wasn't happy about being there. I wasn't happy about the people that were going down the up aisles and up the down aisles. I wasn't happy about not being able to find stuff. So finally, I was, I thought, done with everything I needed, and I got in line to check out, and as I got to the very front of the line, I remembered something that I had forgotten. And I knew where it was. It was just right around the corner and the other way. But to get to it, I, I couldn't go right up the aisle because that was one of the down aisles. And so I had to go all the way around, got the item. And by the time I got back in line, there were 10 people ahead of me now. Now, our store that we go to here in Half Moon Bay, um, it was put together the way they have done the shelves by somebody who was conspiratorially devious in their design. Because as you're waiting in line, already not happy with the whole situation, you have on one side all the ice cream. It's in the freezer case right there. As you're standing there in line, you're having to go buy carton after carton of ice cream. And then on this side, you have the cookies. You have shelf after shelf of cookies, and here are you, frustrated, tired, worn out, with absolutely no self-will, waiting in line, and you, of course, do what? You grab something. And, of course, what did I do because I was not happy? I grabbed a big package of Fig Newtons. Now, don't look at me that way. They weren't Oreos. At least they had some degree of health to them. They were Fig Newtons. And so finally, I got to the front of the line, and I was able to get through the checkout person who had a mask on. I had a mask on, so we were both grumpy to each other. And I got into the car, loaded my stuff into my car, and remember, I'm still not happy, and I started to drive, to drive home. And, and remember, I want joy in life. I want joy through all of, of this. And joy comes not from the, um, from the outside, joy comes from the inside. And I thought, well, if I want joy, and I got Fig Newtons here, the Fig Newtons won't give me any joy if they're on the outside, will they? i got to get them on the inside. And so I ate, joyfully ate, half the package on the way home. Now, actually, joy does come from the inside. It comes from within but not that way. Joy really comes from experiencing God and his love and his plan for your life. Joy comes from knowing that God really cares about you. God loves you. And God is working your life situation right according to what he would want. Um, that's what joy is, knowing that God loves you and God has a plan for your life, knowing him and experiencing him. What we're doing here at Mariners is we're going through what we're calling uh, 40 days of joy. We, we just want to end a pretty hard year, a pretty lousy year, with a whole lot of joy. And so we're, we're calling the last 40 days 
of 2020, 40 days of joy. And there are great things that we can be joyful about. We've talked about how to find out about the joy in the right now, living in the, in the moment and how you can experience joy in that. We've talked about how to experience and actually find joy in the way that God designed you and God made you. Last week, we talked about finding joy in other people in your life and how to do that. And, and now today, we want to talk a little bit about the joy of giving. And you are probably saying, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say it's more blessed to give than receive. And you know what? I knew you knew that I knew I was going to say that. Jesus did say it. He says it is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, and there it is. And immediately when we see that or we hear that, we think about Christmas. And we think about Christmas lists and what do you want and last-minute buying. And we think of the joy that we see when we actually give a gift that, that someone really was, is excited about or was surprised about. I will never, ever forget it's burned into my memory. It was a baseball glove I got for one of my sons. I'll never forget that he jumped into my arms with a huge hug. I'll never forget the joy I felt with that. And Lisa, my wife, would actually get the same joy if she would get me this. The Bible uses words like believe about 300 times. It uses the word praise like about 400 times. It uses the word love about 700 times. And it uses the word give over 2,000 times. And that, that kind of tells me something. It tells me that God wants me to be ridiculously generous. If he's going to use that word give all those times, I think he's saying, you know, your life should be filled with giving and generosity. The Bible says this, blessed are those who are generous. Listen to this one. It says, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. And what comes to your stuff, you know, as I was looking at some of these verses, God's pretty loose with my stuff, you know. Listen to what it says here. It says, when you're harvesting your crops and forget to bring in a bundle of grain from your field, don't go back and get it. And I'm thinking, well, why not? It's my bundle of grain. Why am I not supposed to go back and get it? I mean, I bought the seeds to plant in the ground. I'm the one who, who put the little holes in and dropped them in. I'm the one who weeded it. I'm the one who fertilized it. You know, I'm the one who kept the gophers away from it. I'm the one who watched it grow and watered it and all that kind of stuff. I'm the one who harvested it. It's, it's my grain. Why shouldn't I go back and get it? God says this. Leave it for the foreigners, the orphans, and the widows. Then the Lord your God will bless you in all you do. It says when you beat the olives from your olive trees, don't go over the boughs twice. Leave the remaining olives for the foreigners. Orphans and widows. There, there just seems to be a big thing in God's heart, in God's mind about us giving big, giving our stuff away. To be ridiculously generous. I, I, I guess I was thinking when it comes to giving stuff, God wants me to be probably more in, in the moving business than in the storage business, in the transfer business. 
than in storing it all for myself. God really wants us to be ridiculously generous. And I want to say, wait, 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 just a second. Um, um, I know math a little bit. I took math, and it was a long time ago, but I took it. Giving is not an addition issue. Giving is a subtraction issue. If I have this and I give away that, there's a minus there. If I give it away, it's going to go away, and I will have less than when I started. I mean, giving is subtraction. I will have less. But that leads us to the next way that we can have joy in this whole giving thing. And it's this. Watch God resupply. We can watch God as he resupplies. Jesus says this to us. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. And then I love this part. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Seems like God's got this covered. He's got it covered from the front, and he's got it covered from the back. Now, now it doesn't seem real, and it doesn't seem normal, but God has said, look, if you give, I'll take care of you. I've got it covered. One time I was paying bills, um, and, and I was not happy about it, and I was grumbling about this and grumbling about that. And Lisa said, you know, well, well, what's wrong? And I said, well, things are tight this month. Do you know what her response was to me on that? She says, well, maybe we need to give more. And I thought, yeah, that's right. You know, she's right. It's counterintuitive to me. The more I give, the more I get back. But that's what God promised. Rick Warren, pastor in Southern California, says this. Whatever you need more of, you give away. Whatever you need more of, you give it. You give away. I think that's money, and I think that's time. I think that's stuff. You need more of it. Well, you give more away. So I, I guess it's kind of a secure thing to give away. Next thing. I think we should give away more than money. As, as I was typing this up, I was pulling it together, I got an email from REI. <laughs> a wonderful place. And it was how to be a super gifter. You know, how to be a super giver, give away stuff. And it's, of, it's REI, and so, of course, it was about stuff. And when we think about giving, we usually think about stuff. And, and um, that's what I think of, at least at the outset. But then I start thinking about this season, not this Christmas season, but this 2020 season, the season of, wow, a lot of isolation and a lot of sheltering in place and a lot of being away from people. Um, and I think when we start thinking about giving now, we can think about more than just stuff. I'd like to introduce you to someone from our Mariner's Church family who gives, and she gives a lot, and she gives well. Um, her name is Maureen, and she gave time and she gave attention to a gentleman in our community whose name was Bill. She calls him Mr. Bill. Um, Mr. Bill uh, recently passed, but uh, in these months, Maureen gave. Let's listen to what she has to say. 
Hi, I'm Maureen, and I've been going to Mariner's Church for 12 years now. I met Mr. Bill uh, at Mark Keith's office. I had gone in for an adjustment, and he was a regular there. I had gone in, and he spoke to me, and he was a grumpy old man, and I said, I was, I started talking about the love of God, and God told me to get to know him, and it was right then, and I said, I like you, can I come and visit you? I went to his house and visited him, and that's how I got to know him. He was very eccentric, he was a hoarder, uh, and he blamed God for his misery, his pain. I just got very bold with him, and we became good friends and I kept witnessing to him. So I would go over there, I would take him for breakfast sometimes, or we'd go to lunch. I spent last Thanksgiving with him, I took him out. Believe me, at times I didn't want to do it because it, it took a lot of energy for me, but God just, the Holy Spirit kept telling me, you have to talk to him, and it would nag me. And I just always give thanks to God. And I reassured him, God is love. Remember that. God. Hey, let's make a list of other things that we can give. We can give time and we can give attention. I, I just looked up all the times that Jesus gave his time. When people were in need, he stopped. He was going to this place, but somebody was there. He stopped. He gave them time and he gave them attention. He talked to them. He, he spent time with them. Do you know one of the most precious gifts you could ever give to somebody else is your time? Because you're giving of yourself. You're giving you to them. Your life for them. Give people time. Second, give them affirmation. This is building them up as people. Affirming what they're good at. Um, making sure that they, they have them feel better about themselves after you leave than before you came. Give affirmation to people. Give affirmation to your kids. Give affirmation to your spouse. Give affirmation to your friends. Also, you can give hope. The Bible says always give people a reason for the hope that's within you so that they might have that hope as well. And that hope is God working in their life through Jesus. Listen to what it says. Give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this, it triggers God's blessing in everything you do. I love that verse. The way, the way you handle matters like this, it triggers God's blessing in everything you do. And the last thing I want to say is just enjoy the joy. Enjoy the joy. I mean, if we're going through how to experience more joy and giving gives you joy, then enjoy the joy you get from giving. Remember Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive? I don't know, it, it's that great feeling from helping a life or building a life. The Bible says this, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. And here it comes, and here comes the joy. And listen to the way it says it. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you 
will be as bright as noon. That's your life. The darkness around you, the bad stuff, will all of a sudden become bright. That's joy. Your life is just going to get better. You want joy? Give. And then you could say, God, use me to help that person to make their life better. And that's joy. We, um, we have a great team, a, a serving team of Mariners. Um, I love the people on it. They're, they're terrific. And you know what they do? You know what their ministry is? They give away money. They give away money to people in town. They give away money to people on our, on our peninsula and all over the place. And, and, and I've said they're the most fun team around. Um, this giving team formed because uh, several years ago, a bunch of years ago, um, we were having financial problems here at Mariner's Church. I mean, we were just struggling, and, and I thought, man, we were, we were kind of small at that time. I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, what are we going to do? And so what I did is I got a bunch of really smart people to meet with me, and, and we set aside a time, and I needed them to give me advice on where we could begin to start doing some cutbacks. What's the first thing to cut back? In fact, I even said, let's have some tiers of cutback. Let's cut back this. Let's cut back that. You know, you just tell me what we should do in tier A and B and C, and then we'll, we'll, we'll start from there because I needed great minds from this. And, and, and so as I laid out the issue, I laid out the numbers, I laid out all the things that were going on, um, one guy just said this way. He says, you know, I, I think our problem is I just don't think we're giving enough away. He says, I propose that we start giving 10% of everything we get, everything that comes in. Let's give it to help people with bills and food and rent. Let's do that. And it was quiet (laughs) for a few moments. And then he said this, what kind of God do we have if we don't trust him to supply us as we give more? End of meeting. And so the giving team was formed at that point in time, and we give 10% of everything that comes in. We give it away. We give it away to people. We give it away to people who have needs. We give it away to people that have medical bills and dental bills. We give it away for people for rent and mental health services. We give it to people on the coast and on the peninsula, and we give it away to people sometimes even across the country and even sometimes in other countries if they have a need. We pay bills, we buy school supplies for them, we help them with emergency shelter and unemployment expenses and medical assistance. We, have, we pay for COVID relief, people that have lost positions and jobs because of that. The fires that were in the hills, we help with that. Fabiola uh, is going to share a little bit uh, about how we were able to bless her. Let's hear her story. Uh, My name is Fabiola, I'm the mother of Isadora, and we're both from Brazil, and I moved here a few years ago, and since then I've been enjoying Mariner's Church. I want to just share that, uh, you know, moving from another country, and I get a job, and like three months after I was everything all settled, all happy, I get a notice that I, I was fired and I have to fire everybody else who was working with me. But I, I remember that I came to church and I was completely devastated. And I remember Miss Diana looked at me and she was like, don't worry, we get you. And uh, I'm just here to tell my truth that I'm really grateful for the helping hands 
they support me when they really need it. And I feel like I learned how to support others after that. So one of my co-workers was also struggling financially and I remember I called Steve Anderson and he really helped help him. And that was beautiful. So that's my church, that's my church family and I'm very grateful for the help at hand. You know, we, uh, one of the things that I have told the giving team, in fact, I tell our staff, because Jesus said it, he said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, meaning don't parade the numbers around. Well, I'm going to, and we don't. Um, I try to keep us real, real hesitant about ever doing that. But I'm really proud of this church family um, for the way that they give, the way they give out to others and the people that they've helped. Over the past 10 years that uh, we've been able to, we've been tracking this, uh, we went back 10 years. Past 10 years, we've given over $850,000 to people on the coast who have needs. $850,000. Joy comes from giving. He's a giving God to us, and we want to be just like him. So we give. What kind of a God do you have, I think, if you don't trust him to give you more? It is more blessed to give. And there is joy in giving. You know, giving back is not, it's a blessing. Because when you give back, you get God's joy. God is joy. And loving God is joy. And when you give back, you are so blessed in so many ways. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Serving is a gift. It's a blessing. I encourage everybody to serve. I mean, in some capacity, because when you serve God, you are rewarded. Hey, I would like to just give us all a little bit of an assignment uh, for this week. Um, I know you have your Christmas list of people that you need to give to and buy things for and all these kinds of stuff. Why not have uh, a space for a random act of giving? Somebody you never would have thought of giving. And I believe God will put that person in your mind that you can give something to. It may be a note, a word of encouragement. It may be something you make or bake. It may be something you see at the store and buy. Do one random act of giving. Maybe the person across the street you don't know. Do an act of giving. See how you feel with that. But let's find the joy there is in giving experience that joy. Would you pray with me, please, right now? We have a, we have a giving God. Um, he gives and doesn't stop giving. He gave his love to you. He loves you now. And I know sometimes people might feel like, well, I don't know why. I've never really given him much attention or care too much about him. Understand that he wants to give his love to you completely. What kind of a God would he be if he didn't want to give love to you? What kind of a God would he be if he didn't give life and want to give life to you? And that's what this season's all about. It's about God giving to us his son, Jesus Christ. Father, right now I would 
Pray for the person who feels distant from you, that they might understand and experience your plan and your love and your will for their life. They would not be ashamed or embarrassed to come close to you, that they might accept the gift of your son, and for you, your prayer might be right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me, love me. Help me know what it means to be loved by God. And so, Father, we thank you. Thank you for what you're going to do this week. Thank you for the people you're going to put in our way that we can give to help them in their lives. And we thank you in Jesus' name.